Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom. My name is Yuri, and I want to say thank you for everyone that's uh, that's been watching, sharing, and uh, and sending us your uh, your stories, your encouragement. Those those are always amazing. Now, but today uh, we have a special podcast for you, uh, and and his and the the guest name is Sean Williford. Am I saying it correctly, Sean, Sean Williford. Williford? Thank you, thank yeah, you for being here, brother. Thank you for being here. I met this man only on Friday night, and, and we had a hangout with the church, and I was sitting behind the desk, uh, and he was sharing his story of life, how God rescued him. From the moment he opened his mouth, I was just all in that story, because God was speaking through him in a such a powerful way, and the name of this podcast is Never Give Up. Never give up. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. God can rescue you. God can bring you to and put you on a path of freedom and give you a completely new life. So now, Sean, tell me a little bit about you. Tell me a little bit about where you where you from. What are you doing here in, 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 in amazing Florida? Uh, my name is Sean Williford. I'm 40 years old. I'm married to Donna Williford, my wife, for three years. Five years, I'm sorry. Five years. <laughs> it's on camera, baby. It's on camera. That's it. Uh, visited my brother, David Williford. Uh, glad to be here hanging out with him for before 4th of July. So we're down here on a mini vacation. Mini vacation. Okay. Mini. How many kids do you have? No, we don't have no you, kids. You don't have any kids. but, but Not you, yet. How many employees do you have? Two right now. There you go. That's two kids. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you told me how God rescued you how God really, you had headaches and, and drugs and all these things that you've been going on. I want you to take time. I usually, usually these podcasts are, are questions, answers, and we kind of talk, but I want to give you time. I really, truly, I just want to give you time. I want to listen. And I want, I want God to shine through you like it, like, like, like he did on Friday. So take, I'll start from the beginning. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, as long as I can remember, I've had bad headaches. Um, Mom and daddy says I started complaining about six years old when I started having headaches. Um, and, but I still functioned and I'm, I made it through life. I just suffered, yeah. Well, when I was 20 years old, uh, I got some good insurance and I said, well, I'm gonna get these headaches seen about. And I uh, started going to the doctor and they started putting me on medicine for the headaches and the uh, more medicine that they put me on, the worse my headaches got. And the worse my headaches got, the more medicine they put me on. And I was blind to what was going on. You know. Doctors were blind too? Yeah, the doctors was blind. It's not a, a show to put down doctors for the situation I in. I, I don't blame the doctors or the devil. Uh, I, I don't blame the doctors, I blame the devil yeah. for, for what happened. Um, but so for from the time I was 20, for two years, I was in and out of the hospital. Uh, they sent me to study hospitals. Um, everything trying to figure out why, what was causing my headaches uh, and they just progressively got worse. Uh, I was sharing a little bit about some of the things that happened but right when they put me on the medicine I was falling asleep and lethargic and I was, had to crash my car driving. And, um, so I'd go back to the doctor and I'd say um, I can't stay awake now you know and they said well let's give you some tests and they said I was narcoleptic. Uh, so then they gave me a bunch of medicine to, to pump me up, to get me going. And then I'd go back to the doctor and I'd say, now I can't sleep. And they said, well, here's some medicine to help you sleep with. Uh, so uppers and downers and uh, 
seizure medicine and just gobs and gobs of, of medicine. Um, then I had all this anxiety from the medicine, uh, and then they said, here's some medicine for anxiety. I would literally stumble into the doctor's office and uh, say, I'm dizzy, you know, now I can't function. Well, here's some dizzy medicine, you know. Uh, they was trying to fight uh, those natural, uh, spiritual problem through natural means um, as the world sees, you know, physical problems. But I was afflicted by the devil from a young age um, because of what God was going to do in my life. So um, this two years of going through in and out of study hospitals, um, laying around, not doing nothing, uh, just a, a bad way, I, I gained almost 400 pounds. Um, so I was uh, physically getting sicker, mentally getting sicker. Two years into this process, they I say they give up on trying to find the problem, but they uh, sent me to pain management to manage the problem. Uh, and right off the bat, uh, I was a, a kid who never done any kind of drugs in my life. I never drank, never smoked pot, never done, never. I was a good kid. And I think that's one thing I'd like to share uh, is how sneaky the devil is and, and how he'll get his way in your life because uh, he couldn't attack me straight on with drugs and alcohol like he would a lot of people because um, I know to stay away from that stuff, you know. And I come from a, a Christian family and had good people around me. So uh, right off the bat, they started me off uh, three 80 milligram Oxycontins a day, 360 Dilaudids, um, just uh, super over-medicated. And it wound up making me crazy, all the medicine, uh, made me crazy but i didn't know i was crazy you know i literally thought everybody else was crazy yeah. and uh so i didn't understand why people was treating me the way they was treating me i you know i i lost my business uh from an early age and was pretty successful uh and to the point i just couldn't get up and i went through this process for 15 years like this um just, just out of my mind crazy now, they put me in the mental hospital one time, locked me up for, they Baker acted me, uh, and I was worse than I came out than I was when I went in, because they just put me on more medicine. And uh, so we're going to go through this process for 15 years of, uh, of this, uh, and uh, three years ago, I was... Uh, going through this same process and I kicked my wife out because I thought she was crazy wow. and uh, so I come back from trying to get a divorce and I was in my shower this morning could have been afternoon I don't know the time you didn't have time back then so you ever have a situation or a decision you need to make like quitting a job or something and it's a you don't want to do it but once you make that decision you feel that relief mm -hmm. that's i was feeling that that's the last uh feeling that i had was uh i'm glad i got rid of this crazy woman <laughs> you know i just I, I hated a divorcer but uh i just could not live with a crazy woman you know and uh at that second uh the lord sobered my mind up instantly and uh, i felt a release as it left my body uh, and I was instantly standing there in a sober person uh, and uh, it literally made me sick to my stomach when I realized what who I was because um, I couldn't see who I had become 
And at that moment, it made sense um, why people treated me like they did. The people I thought was crazy uh, turned out I was crazy. And, uh, and in that instant, the Lord spoke to me. And uh, he said, these medications are messing your head up, boy. He called me boy. Uh, I'm not going to say he was bad, but he was stern. He was stern and straight to the point. And uh, he said, these medications are messing your head up, boy. And uh, I I didn't know if he meant physically causing this pain uh, in my head that made me want to commit suicide or physically or mentally going crazy because up to that moment I didn't know that I was crazy and I said well whatever whichever one it is I'm not going to live like this and so I quit the uh, the medicine cold turkey and uh, at that time I was prescribed 28 pills a day 28 28 pills a day and that was just the start because I would get messed up in my mind and not know I took my medicine or don't care that I took my medicine and so I would double dose and I was easily on 50 pills a day so I was beyond unsober um, to the point where I was literally lethargic to my chair you know and uh, so I quit the medicine uh, and I couldn't go to the rehab and I wouldn't let them take me to the hospital because uh, I had a a awakening right there it, the it flooded back the times where I'd went to the hospital in the mental re, the mental hospital where uh, I knowed I was on my own you know I felt like they was gonna they wouldn't let me detox like that you know they was gonna put it back in my system and I was scared of going unclear again uh, and staying in that state so uh, I quit and um, the the Lord helped me get through that process but uh, it was uh, it was very rough on me physically and mentally, and also the devil was attacking me because he didn't want me to go through that process. Um, but I I knew I had to to do it. I didn't know how I was going to do it, um, and I didn't know. But I I knew I had to do it, and uh, the Lord started telling me things that I needed to do, and He would heal me, and. Um, the, and he healed your your headache went away yes, in that moment. That moment it went away. Mm, tell me that God is not real. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, in that moment when he sobered me up, my headache went away, and he spoke to me. And I know that I had a choice to make. You know that I could not stay on this path. And so, uh, my wife come back home because she believed what was going on was real. And uh, I I thank the Lord for her because. Uh, she didn't have to, you know, all the crazy stuff I put her through. Uh, you know, it's it does sound like a crazy story. You're standing there crazy, and one minute you're not, and then you're trying to tell your wife, <laughs> "Come on back home. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm better." Yeah. But she did, and uh, the Lord started telling me things to do to to receive my healing. You know, because uh, it wasn't just a physical healing. It, this was a spiritual healing. You know, yeah. so. Uh, quitting the medicine was obviously the first thing on his list. See, that was a given. I, I had to do that. And uh, he told me to um, leave my home and go back to work. And I hadn't worked in 15 years. Uh, uh, so going back to work, that wasn't a problem for me. You know, like I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I wanted to do it. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to quit when I quit. Uh, leaving my home was a hard one for me. You know, this was my security. This was, uh, it was paid off. Uh, it was my, the place itself was my security. You know, I, I, because of the situation I was in with it being paid off uh, and me living there in that state so long, 
it helped keep me in that bad state to where I, I could should be a shut-in. So your comfort was your bondage. Yes, my comfort was my bondage. That's powerful right there. So um, I, I didn't want to leave, you know, but I know the things that was happening in my life was real, and I had to be obedient to the Lord. And that's also how bad of a situation I was in that I was ready to do anything, you know, to for it to go away. And uh, I told my wife, I said, uh, if you make a way, we're going to get out of here. So we started selling things off that we owned um, to, to get out of that situation. But I told her, I said, uh, do you know what kind of security it brings me having this house yeah. to come back home to if this don't work out? Uh, and I no more said it than the Lord started dealing with me. And he said, no, nah, that ain't the way this is going to work. <laughs> he said, you going to trust me or you're not going to trust me. Mm, that's where the key is yeah. right there. So I trusted him, and not only did I leave my home, uh, he put it on my heart to give it away to my parents who was living in a not good situation in their house. And I, so when I left, I was totally dependent on the Lord. Uh, I wound up moving to this area to be close to my brother uh, and had a job and all lined up that I thought I had lined up, and uh, it fell through. So I was completely on my own, you know, uh, in a place that I didn't know nobody. Um, and the, the Lord lined up a, a job for me. And uh, I wasn't going to tell the guy my story, you know, because who wants to hire a 15-year-old? <laughs> man I've been just, out of work for 15 years. But I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I wind up telling my story. And he, he was a true believer, too. And I said, if I can't do it, I said, I ain't working 15 years. If I can't do it, uh, don't give me no handout. Just let me know, and I'll go do something else. Yeah. And about two days into it, he told me I was the hardest worker that he's ever had. And so um, we stayed down here a month, and it was one of the most expensive rehab programs we ever went through. <laughs> uh, you know, selling everything, moving and, and setting up and stuff like that. Um, but an opportunity arose for me to go back to my hometown and buy another place. And uh, we moved back there. And... Uh, this was three years ago and about a month into moving back I started a business again and since that time uh, the Lord's opened doors he's blessed us me and my wife both uh, own businesses now uh, a successful poultry business and construction company and in three years I went from a uh, lethargic non uh, non-functioning person to a productive, successful member of the society. And we'll show you a picture of that. You showed me a picture, it was a powerful picture. It's was, it was amazing, the transformation, yeah. how God can transform. Yeah. Let me ask you this thing, this question, because when you, when you were speaking uh, uh, this, about this comfort and about this security, how many people even, maybe they're, they're on the fence of believing God and maybe believing that transformation can come and freedom can come, but they wanna substitute for another, free, for another comfort. Like, Lord, just, just take this away from me and let me still sit on that, on that couch that in your picture. Yeah. Lord, just take that away, and, but I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Lord challenged you right away. He said, okay, do this, do this, do that. Hey, I think he wanted to say how bad I really wanted it, you know, mm. uh, because uh, I could say all day long, I want to be healed. You know, I want to get out of this situation. But did I, you know, um, and I did because it was beyond miserable to, to sit there with a headache for year after year after year um, and lose the things around me 
but I had become complacent. I had become comfortable in my sickness, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a reason. Almost a, a part of our identity is locked in that yes, sickness. Yes, my identity was the sick kid, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and I didn't know how to live not sick. Mm. Um, so I think there's a reason that Jesus asked the, the man at the pool, that's a, do you want to be healed? Uh, you know, and he, it, that, he was asking me that question, do you want to be healed? Um, do you want it bad enough to to do these hard things, you know, uh, to give away your house, to, to, to go to a strange place? I mean, how, how bad do you want it? Jesus said right away, pick up your mat. Like yeah. right away, he said, oh, good, you, you, can go, you can run, do whatever you want to do. Pick up your mat and, and, and go show yourself to the priest. Go show yourself there. Go show yourself. Like right, that, that, that is so amazing. Yeah. That is so amazing. My mat was my house, mm. <laughs> you know, and my place. Uh, and it, you got to go. You got to leave. And the whole time the Lord was telling me things to do, I've never been to rehab or nothing like that. But I come to find out later, the things he was telling me to do was exactly what counselors and things will tell you to do yeah. uh, when you're coming out of a state like that, you know, of uh, getting busy, going, you know, getting some purpose, going to work, uh, leaving a place of comfortability, you know. So it was right in line uh, if I had went to a counselor. He just he just did it real quick in a hurry, yeah. you know. And um, Lord is the best counselor. Yes. Yeah. And when he confronted me with the truth that day, no man could have told me and, and I would have believed it. You know, um, that day in the shower when he uh, spoke to me and said, this is your problem. You know, uh, they was, I'm sure there had to be other people through my life that told me, hey, look, uh, I remember one time a cousin told me, he said, these uh medicines are probably hurting your head no nah, you, you know i need this stuff you know mm -hmm. and i i literally felt um because it was a legal thing it was a doctor ordered it was a uh the my mind was so unsober that the devil set up that i could not live without this stuff and so when the lord spoke to me that day um it was as clear and you can't argue with the lord when in that situation and that power when he come to me there was nothing I could do, but know that was the truth. Um, and uh, it literally, the person that I thought I was and the person that I was was so different that it literally, I almost wanted to puke on myself that morning yeah. uh, because I was so different than who I was. And you said three years, right? In three years, God took you from, from this man that couldn't even get off from his couch to a business owner. You and your wife owns businesses and blast and this... And it's all, for me, found in two things. The truth of the Lord and the challenge that he brings. Yes. Yeah. Man, that is so many. Let, let me ask you this question because I always say that the freedom is not a place. It, it, freedom, it's, it's, it's almost like it, it's a path. It's a journey. You, you can find part of the freedom in the path. You can find part of the freedom in, in the moment when God sobered you up, the moment when God cleared, cleared your mind. But it's a path. He right away gave you things to do. Yes. He right away, he put you on a path of freedom. And I know the devil always comes back and say, well, boy, you're not really free. Or, well, this, you're still going to do this. Well, you're still going to go back to the, your old life. What are you doing today to stay on that path? The path for me came through work. And I don't mean just uh, a job work. Um, that my freedom come from the things the Lord told me to do. And it was staying busy. Uh, the path that you speak of, freedom is a path. You know, uh, success is is not bought. Amen. You rent it. 
you know, and you got to pay rent every day. So that my journey continues through staying busy, staying active, helping others, telling my story. Um, that is where you get your freedom because you never pay for it. You you never own it. Uh, it is a uh, my my story is a instantaneous healing, but it took so much work to get where I am right now. Um, to be the man I thought I was, to become the man the man that I was, to the man I thought I was took a tremendous amount of work on myself uh, through the process to get to who I finally feel like who I thought I was that I wasn't, if that makes sense. Amen, absolutely. Um, but I'm still not the man that the Lord wants me to be. Oh, there's still a journey ahead. Yeah, so the journey, even three years later, as miraculous as it is, and as fast as uh, it happened, there it's not over. It's it's a, con a, a consistent, uh, constantly evolving path that you got to go on. Yeah. In Philippians 1, 6, it says, it says, the one, Jesus, who started a good work in you will finish it until Christ come back. Yeah. So when people say, man, I want to arrive somewhere, I said, no, that's just a one step. Yeah. And because he'll finish it when he come back. So that means your whole life, you will, you will be just stay on that path. The Lord has dealt with me so much about this specific thing, about life being the journey not the destination yeah you see yeah. um and the whole time that i was young uh i was just fast as i could get there you know yeah. I, I couldn't stop to smell the roses yeah uh, i was telling you earlier my my goal in life when i was little was to be successful uh, make a million dollars and be retired at 30. well i couldn't get to that point fast enough so i i killed myself to do it um and then when he healed me you know, if, if my journey had stopped right there, what good would that have done? Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, that, so, that's the whole point. People get there and there's emptiness. It, emptiness. It's, it's like uh, climbing, climbing this huge mountain. And you think, man, when I get there, that's when I'm going to be happy. And when you and you get there and you're like, oh, it's like there's nothing here. Nothing there. Um, the stuff that I had was was not extravagant by no means. But the point that I had got myself to at a young age where uh, the house I lived in was paid off. You know, the shop I had, the, my vehicles was paid off. Uh, it put me, well, now what am I going to do? You know, yeah. and uh, and through that is what helped put me in the state that I was in. It gave you something meaningful to do again. Yes. In the psalm, it says, it says, if we find the, the joy in the work of our hands, like, and, and that's from time to time, man, I think we need to find, uh, there is a saying, if you find, if you, if you do what you love, you, ne you never work a day in your life. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And it's a journey. Find, find the joy in everything you're doing. Yeah. And it, it even breaks down to the simple fact of when we drive here or, yeah. or go off on a trip, uh, before I was, I just want to get there, you know, pedal to the metal fast as you could go. Um, because that was a reflection of how I lived my life, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, even in the small things like that. But it, I've learned and the Lord is teaching me to sit back and enjoy the trip, you know, because it's not just about getting here. Yeah. John Eldridge wrote a book, Take Your Life Back. And he talks about take a minute in your life and just look at the look at the trees, look at the look at the little things, look at the ants uh, going around, and just just thank God for all these beautiful things. Yeah. Or just like take a because we we are we running million miles an hour. Let me ask you this: maybe somebody's watching and maybe they are in this moment that they are. To, you took you went from twenty eight pills to zero, but maybe they're. Maybe somebody's taking more. Maybe somebody's taking 10 pills and they're locked up, locked up in the prism of their mind. What would you tell those people that are watching that? 
make the choice that you're going to change your life through the help of Jesus. He will do it for you. Uh, he will help you do it. Yes. Um, a lot of time it is the choice that you have to make to start off with. Uh, and I can speak from experience, even I'm not going to say the Lord didn't leave me no choice, but when he showed me the truth, um, I couldn't confront the truth. I, I know what choice I had to make at that moment. Even making that choice, knowing that the choice is going to be made, the, the process in my mind scared me to death. Uh, don't let the process of what you're having, fixing to have to go through keep you from going through the process. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is another one about the positive thoughts of our speaking. Um, when the Lord showed me that and I was coming off my medicine, I didn't know if I was really going to be able to do it. I didn't know how I was going to be able to do it. But I ran around saying and telling people, I can do this. Amen. I am doing this. Mm -hmm. Even when I, the devil was telling me, no, you can't. Yep. No, you can't. I was saying, I can do this. I am going to do this. And I said it until I believed it. And when I believed it, that's when it happened. Timing always belongs to the Lord. Yes. And when he cleared your mind up, he still gave you the final choice. Yes. You could have said no. I could have said no. And I feel like that's the upper. There is so many opportunity in this life. Yeah. And people have these opportunities, but, but they still have to say yes. Yes, it, it is an ultimate choice because in that moment, I could have easily fell on that bandwagon of, uh, I can't believe I'm in this shape, you know, uh, who put me in this shape? Because fault and responsibility does not go together. Mm. Does that yep. make sense? Yeah, makes sense, absolutely. It technically was not my fault that I wound up in the situation I was in. But it was my responsibility to get myself out of it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I want to bring one last thing. Lord sobered you up almost without you even asking. I did not. Yeah. But I want to say, parents, don't quit praying. I, I believe that your parents were praying. Yes. Your, your, your family was praying. And you were brought up in the right foundation. Uh, Man, yes. Devil attacks family these days so much. And, and there's a power in the prayer. Sometimes we want to pray for somebody and, and man, Lord, do it right now. But time belongs to look. Keep on praying. This, this podcast is titled Never Give Up. And that is for the person going through this. Mm -hmm. But that's also for the parents who keep praying for their kids. Because my parents never gave up. Never did. We're praying that this would happen. And through their prayers and their vigilance with the Lord and the others around me is the reason I get to sit here today a freed delivered man Amen. thank you for being here on this yes, podcast sir. man thank I know this podcast is going to go some it's going to make some waves and it's going to speak to a lot of people and God is doing something amazing through your life man keep on doing I think this is just the begin it beginning is. it's just the beginning you see when you surrender your heart to Jesus you will find faith and will live and find faith to overcome a lot to overcome things in your life when you live by the word of God and, and that word of God becomes your final authority, you will find wisdom and you will live an extraordinary, amazing life with full, full of life, joy and peace, just like Sean did. That's amazing transformation. Never give up. Never give up. Doesn't matter what, where you are in life. Never give up because God has a future for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you. Be gracious to you. Turn his face towards you and give you peace as you go back through your journey of life. Until next time.